Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because you've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and you're sweaty. Yes. Yeah, you took off that shirt. You took off that... Uh, yeah, I was wearing a dress shirt earlier, and I'm sweaty. Sweaty. Because setting this up is a lot of stuff. And I get, it's not a lot. You really just took off a dress shirt. It's a lot of work. You don't understand. Okay. All right, well, we have two guests on the podcast today. We haven't had a two-guest one for our video podcasts just yet. So I'm very excited to introduce my roommate Mike and our good friend Alex. So Mike, you got to choose this week's episode. What did you choose? I chose The Grand Budapest Hotel, one of my favorite movies. One of your favorite movies? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm enticed because you got some, uh, you got a very filmy like taste in movies or raunchy comedies basically. <laughs> Either or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. It's basically. a very weird niche. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm excited to see this movie. I know it's won like a bunch of awards and everything. It was very highly acclaimed. So uh Yeah, one of Wes Anderson's best, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, he did well, he, he did what? Bottle Rocket, Rushmore. Isle of Dog. Oh, Isle of Dog. I wanted to see that one, but yeah, I just never got that to one him. But. Didn't interest me. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, that's that's one. That's, yeah, that was really good. I haven't seen yeah, that either. Sep, one of Sep's friends um, loves that. That's her, that's her favorite movie. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get to this movie, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we just watched um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. I forgot oh, the name of the movie. <laughs> Jeez, that's on par. Actually, I'm gonna start it with that. Uh, forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Not really. I'm just kidding. It's not very forgettable. It's a. It's Mike's insulted. <laughs> I, honestly, I am. You could see it in my it's, face, couldn't you? You're just, just like, like, what is wrong with this man? Right, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. I kid. Um, so this movie was. What? What are you laughing nothing. at? Are you just still like, laughing? Nothing. nothing. All right. Let's let's start out with this movie. So it's a movie that takes place in a few different time periods. Yep. And I don't know. It's. It kind of jumbled, I'd say, at least in some aspects. It's very funny, though. It is a very funny movie. It is. I will give it that. Um, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> you, you kept getting mad about the aspect ratios, how it kept changing. Yeah, so, that know, is kind of jarring. Yeah. I, but, I mean, like, after a while, you don't really notice it. And I will say, I did notice it after maybe the first half hour or so. Yeah. So, it, it got better, but I... <laughs> Yeah, like it's Dark Knight. I thought it was jarring when it went from the IMAX cameras to regular movie or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, don't watch Transformers. Transformers: The Last Knight does that so many I've times. I've seen the first two, so I'm yeah, good. you're good. Yeah, I'm don't good. don't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, aspect ratio changes. If they're subtly done, like in Wandavision, like they just kind of grow or just like shrink and that kind of stuff. That that isn't as jarring. It's nice. It's smooth. Mm-hmm. This one's a little jarring, but again, I got used to it after a while. So, yeah. um, Wes Anderson's style always uh, having everything in center frame. Like, like I wonder if like, like, do we know if he's like OCD or like? I, I think he just likes everything <laughs> symmetrical. Just in shots. Have it like this just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it's what makes his style unique, though. Yeah, is, and uh, I think that's one of the things I enjoy about it: the aesthetic, yeah, and all the symmetry aesthetic. involved with it. Yeah, and the pastel colors. Yeah, that's a big thing throughout yeah. this entire movie. Where like you know, like uh, Mendel's. It has like the very colorful blue box with the pink ribbon, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. 
But yeah, I remember. I'm, I'm colorblind, so you could be right. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. This is very, very strange. Yeah, I, I probably, like I probably see a little do. different than you guys do. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Like, I find that jarring. Like, it's like you, you're colorblind, and you love these very colorful movies, which is. That's it's different. I, I don't expect that from a colorblind person, and that's it's really cool. <laughs> oh no! I don't know how to respond to that. I'm trying to be genuine here. Nothing right there. Nothing right, right there, there, guys. Apparently, I, I guess fuck me, right? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna bring a little Marvel into this because they have oh, nine fucking Marvel characters in this movie. So yeah. it's great. You got what they've not got. Kanshu, we got. Oh, wait. What? Oh, oh, F. Conchie, Murray Abraham. Got, okay, yeah, the actor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when is it, Conchie? Got the cameo? Flash Thompson. We got Mobius, the ancient one, Goblin, Hulk, and the Grandmaster. So we got all of them in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Norton. That's who you were probably Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Mark Ruffalo was in the movie? Oh, Norton. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. It was Norton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, forever ago. Yeah. Still technically MCU. So I... I thought that was very interesting. He has a lot of famous friends, Wes Anderson. Yeah. And he likes to use them all. It, is this how all of his movies are? Because I've only seen a few. I think it is because I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Isle of Dog was the last movie I saw. And it had like Brian Cranston. Uh, Sick. What, what was, what's his name? Uh, gosh. Um, was like was, Bill Murray's always. Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah it was, it was uh, same thing. Gosh. What, the guy who played Ian Malcolm. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's yeah. in it too. Thank um, you. Yeah, and you see, he those actors seem to appear in a lot of his movies, and I don't. I think, as you just said, because they're friends with him, mm-hmm. and they just like show up for appearances' sake. Um, which kind of brings me to something that I did not understand about the movie. Okay. Uh, so like Bill Murray's appearance there, I think he had what like three, four lines of dialogue. <laughs> didn't yeah. really contribute much other than being there for the society of like what cross keys or whatever it was called. Yep. And yeah. He was like yep. the one of the, he was like, it's, it's just a copy paste of like the grand Budapest, like all the different hotels, right. They come together. Yeah. And, he, and like, they like, they help each other out, which is cool. It's a cool idea. But I mean, like having like such a high profile actor like that come in just for a few lines of dialogue. It's cameo. It's cameo, but I mean, I don't know. It just, it feels like, not contrived, but uh, forced. Not forced. <laughs> no, no. I think in more of a literal sense, like say the budget for the movie. Oh. Like how much was he paid for that? For oh. those lines of dialogue when uh, they could have said could have somebody for, new. I done as a favor too. Like it could have been free. I guess know. that's true. I know. I don't know. I I know that Bill Murray or no was it no it was Arnold Schwarzenegger that uh, he did an m- entire movie that were like for free. The Expendables, the first one. <laughs> he should have done that for free. <laughs> yep. yep. I shouldn't have wasted the money on that. But um, but no, I think it was Maggie. I think he did that one. But like, I, but I know Bill Murray and Wes Anderson are kind of like friends. Like He's in almost every movie that Wes Anderson does. So like he might have just done as a favor. I don't know. But like, yeah, he's got a lot of high-profile actors in here. And also, Wes Anderson seems like a guy... That like going back to like the OCD thing, he seems like he would be really stuck up about like like Christopher Nolan. Like, like he's always like, we need to use film, film instead of digital. So snobby, yeah, yeah he, I feel like he's one of those arrogant, guys. You know all those words. <laughs> Erudite. Arrogant. Arrogant. Okay. 
Erudite. What the fuck is that? I have no is idea that what word? that word is. I think he just made that up. No, erudite. That's a word. Then what? It, what does it mean? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it before. Uh, I feel like film, though. I feel film has a different aesthetic. For yeah. Film. I think for this movie, is just it works. Yeah, it's it like works. it. I feel like, especially if you're going through different time periods, you know, like going from digital to to film to yeah. I don't know. I feel like you're going from a 1930s perspective to what what are the 1970s 70s or something yeah, somewhere like that. That. yeah yeah so no, it's, i feel like it starts off like modern times with like yeah. this little girl going to like the statue then like the 70s with this old man talking about like this nature of storytelling or something and then he then that goes to the him when he's younger at yeah the hotel he, at the hotel yeah because when he's the um jude law yeah jude law and then jude law talks to f murray abraham f murray abraham is zero when we get to the main story. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's, it's, like, it, it's kind of interesting. It's like interesting way of storytelling, you know? Yeah. You're really, telling a story, yeah. then another story, and then you're actually seeing the story throughout the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually three time periods. Yeah, actually. Yes. I think, are there two aspect ratios? I think there's three aspect ratios. I know one of them is 16 by nine, and then another one's like 2.35 by one. This is, I'm just a nerd. <laughs> yeah, nerd it's just like, so like a uh, full screen, widescreen and then four by three so like square square, square. <laughs> yeah. not technically four by three it would be four by four or one by one if it was square, square but I, get, I, I just thought of something maybe they did that to try to show the distinction between the time periods because they never yeah. i don't think they actually have like font like at below the screen saying you know this is 1903 poland warsaw or whatever they're supposed to be in so i think that's they leave it up for interpretation yeah i guess it kind of works yeah that that does work it's it's cool to see i mean it's different you don't see it every day you always see like oh big letters for civil war like sokovia oh yeah but like wherever the hell they were (laughs) yeah like lagos like right in the beginning (laughs) big names oh where are you in case you guys didn't know this is lagos but um i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) Yeah, because yeah. talked about Marvel. Anyway, we we brought it back to Marvel from that conversation. We just started with Marvel, <laughs> the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, are all it? the places that they go go to like in the you know like I forgot what it was called, but are those good uh, real places? I th- think they are, but I mean the situations that they are in, like uh, I I can't remember the name of uh, what the. Invi- that invasive army was that s- supposedly looks like uh, the, the SS, SS troops from yeah. Nazi Germany. Yeah, I, they're, I think the they're supposed to be like representation yeah. of it and not actually yeah. them. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, I figured it was like a fictional war because it's yeah. like I've, I've never seen that symbol but before. I, I, but Naples is a real place, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Naples, Italy. Italy. Italia. Yeah. But like, what's the place? Are you? Are you the? Uh, M. Gustav or H. Gustav of the Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah. Hotel in Naples Bad. Yeah, yeah Naples Bad. Yeah, Naples Bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said it like five times in a row. Oh my god, it's very quick wit humor, which I think is weird because you don't like Letterkenny. I, I, I don't. <laughs> it's that, I don't. Seen that same type of humor. No, style. no, I, I don't. I don't think it. It's the it, quick wit. I, it's, it's, I feel like this type of movie has a lot of like rewatchability i feel like this is the second or third time i've watched it and i'm like wow i'm always picking up on like 
very subtle, small things, whether it's like a letter or like something that was written down or like something somebody else said that was like kind of, oh, I didn't catch that the first time. Like, I feel like even though there's, there is a lot of dialogue and it seems like, oh, wow, like I didn't even listen to them say that the first time. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what I kind of enjoy about some of not only Wes Anderson's films, but like just kind of these, these quick witted yeah movies in general like oh wow i didn't even hear him say that this is the first time we've both seen this movie so second time for me i saw it forever ago right when it came out and was like because that was when i was in my real like film bro era where i'm just like i need to watch film in you know all like the like the palm door and like you know i was like super into like like i would be like uh clamoring or like i would if i didn't hate the witch um when i first saw it (laughs) when i was still in in that era I hated the witch. I like the witch. (laughs) He doesn't like Robert Eggers. I just, I'm just not into him. I, I mean, I respect what he's doing. Like a few weeks ago, I saw The Northman. He was like, "No, I don't want to see it because because Robert Eggers." Yeah, I did not say that. No, but you didn't say it. But you basically inferred it. Yeah. I mean, mean, everybody has their like things that they're against. I mean, you don't like war movies because you say they're all the same. Dumb, dumb take. Dumb take. I have to agree with Danny. Not wrong. Not wrong. I mean, I agree. Like, it's just all the ones I've seen. They all seem to have the same type of thing going on. And I was like, so do Marvel movies? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, Marvel movies do. But it's superheroes. <laughs> but, it's superheroes. <laughs> but it's a fictional war. Exactly. It's a fictional <laughs> battlefield. Fictional. People can fly and shoot lasers out of their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, whatever. Let's let's get off the topic of other people's Marvel. preferences of movies. That too. <laughs> that too. Um, uh, yes. So, Alex. Yes. What What was your favorite part of this movie? Uh. I think I really like seeing Harvey Keitel. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was a major surprise. Yes. Him in the jail being the kind of uh, the old wise. Yeah. The boss of the jail cell. uh, (laughs) Just him. Just, you know, as they escape, seeing Harvey in. Oh, God. He must be in his late 70s. He's up there. Yeah. Yeah, I think just him running around, you know, um, escaping the jail cell. (laughs) <laughs> and just kind of going through all the motions of uh, yeah. yeah of the escape was was pretty awesome and uh, he's just an iconic yeah <laughs> around that same time in the movie like my favorite line comes up and it's like who's got the throat slayer and he cuts a cupcake which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is so fucking funny <laughs> yeah yes see Harvey Keitel is kind of ruined for me yeah. Why? and it's Why? nothing because of him it's just because I've seen his penis in uh, Bad Lieutenant <sighs> I've seen, you know. <laughs> That's it just like ruins character. Apparently, I just like whenever I see him, he's trying to be all badass. I'm, I've seen your penis. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so very. Jesus. I thought my favorite scene had to be when uh, Willem Dafoe is chasing after uh, shit about Jeff Goldblum. Okay, and I, I just like the back and forth. With there being no dialogue, just the music playing, and like all these shots of like Jeff Goldblum like looking around and like trying to figure out escape route, all the while uh, Defoe is just like casually walking <laughs> and walking, and then you know you see just him just a shot of his shoes being taken off, and you don't know how close he is. Then as soon as uh, Goldblum sees the bicycle and is about to 
go for it. And he gets his fingers cut off and he's dead. Yep. I just, I love that. And, uh, oh no, going, going a little off topic for a second. Was it just me or did Willem Dafoe look older in he had that? Shorter, his shorter hair. His shorter hair, but also like, it looked like he had a ton of wrinkles and like, and I don't know. I'm not sure if that was maybe makeup for the character. Well, I think they put like eyeshadow on him. Did they? It looked like it to me. I mean, because I just yeah. saw him in No Way Home and like. Yeah, well, that's, also, that's the last time I saw him. He had some light. I mean, they also yeah, like, something aged like right him a little in that movie though yeah. too. So. Oh, they did. They did okay. age him, yes. I don't know. He just looked. And that movie, what, came out in 2014? Yeah. Uh, Grand 20, Budapest? Yeah, 2014. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, mean, I don't know. They, they must have done some makeup on him because he looked a lot older than I remember him looking. I mean, same thing when you cut your hair, you look a lot older. So, I mean, he... I, oh, he do I? Just, do I look older? Distinguished. I don't know what that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're not Willem Dafoe, dude. <laughs> you don't want to look like that. I mean, if, I mean, if you want to, I mean, sure, go for it. But My like, Willem Dafoe impression is... Um, because, like, no. Sep... Sep <laughs> Willem. Defoe. <laughs> but um no she's just like she's like just do the green goblin and she's like Bleh. and like that's our green that's our uh, willem defoe impression now serious horrible impression <laughs> I, well, i'm sorry it's horrible <laughs> well that's not that's the point that's the point mike he's a menace i don't know that's jk simmons <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> that's actually a good impression take note from that yeah I like the ski scene a lot. Like the the whole when that they're going really down the mountain, like it's really well done. And he just pushed him off the cliff at the end. That was so sorry. That was so abrupt when he pushed him off the cliff. I just laughed my ass off. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh yeah, just, yeah. When, yeah letting, when he's like like reciting a poem when he's about to die, and then yeah. he he's pushes like, him off. He's like, "Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You got him!" <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's got to be my favorite scene. It was uh, so well done. My favorite scene is all of them. You're no, like, I'm just joking. No, uh, my favorite no. scene is the second time um, that they conf- get confronted on the, the train car. So, like, the first time, like, it's they get saved by Edward Norton, and the second time they don't. And, like, I just love, like, the um, the voiceover. just like he didn't make it out from there, you know, because I'm like, oh, shit. Like that's huh. that cut deep because I didn't think I cared that much about Gustav this entire movie. Like we were talking, like we were kind of talking through that the whole whole movie. You know, we're just like kind of like, you know, like blah, blah, blah. and then like we look back right when uh, when the scene where you get um, Jeff Goldblum gets his fingers cut off. We're like, holy shit! And then Leo. <laughs> so like we kind of kept looking back every once in a while, but like that's like the one scene where like I thought, wow, I really do care about this character, and like you know he's dead. You know, yeah. so it's 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 a sad story, but you know. He's like it, he. The whole point of the story is that he um, instills his values into Zero, who takes the hotel right uh, up from him. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was nice. What did you think about them not showing his death? Oh, I thought that was that was you that know was good. That was good because yeah. you know it. We don't want to see Gustav die a horrible death. Right. You know? True. We, we, it's it's like he was a, a decent man, so he, he should have a decent death, right? Without showing it, so mm. you know, probably a closed casket. A distinguished, distinguished death, death. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and saying that actually brings up one more point that uh, Alex made before uh, about, like, rewatchability. Right. Um, and I didn't get this until we watched it again. And that was, so at some point, Zero says, uh, I think it's near the end of the movie, like, uh, Gustav was like, uh, he was from a different era, um, and he was like, he was a part of it, but that era died out a long time ago 
And I think he was referring to, at least the way I interpret it, was like all of his, you know, mannerisms, politeness, and being, you know, very, as he said, dignified and stuff. But every once in a while, he Zero also said that he wasn't actually that man. He just tried to personify it. And you could see that every time he was, like, interrupted doing a poem, he says, oh, shit, okay, let's drop this and go. Or every time he swears... Yeah. You know, he's like, just tell me what the fuck, the what's going on here? We've been doing this for like three days. What the fuck is going on? And he just loses his, uh, like, just overall, like, persona of being, you know, a nice, uh, dignified person. Kind of a descent into madness type yeah, of yeah, yeah, and like, he just loses his cool. Yeah. And I just thought that was like something that I didn't notice before, but after, after the end came about, under, I understand what Zero meant by that. And it oh. kind of, kind of, kind of resonates with me now. Just like thinking, oh, he's he was uh, he wasn't always you know as he appeared to be as he tried to show off to yeah. Zero when he was younger, and that was interesting. Oh. That's a really good point. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't. Like, that's wow. that's yeah, shit. That's, that's interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the movie starts off with um, a guy talking about like um what a writer is and like i don't want to my own torn, but i try to write here and there but right. like so like i've seen like the countless video essays and like different tips on how to write and stuff on youtube and stuff and everyone always says that like um if you want to be a good writer you have to listen and like when he says like um writers tend to just listen to people and create characters from that instead of just dreaming up an entire world which I, it's it's like romantic to say about that, like oh, I thought this all up on my own, but it's like no, you really just take people that you know in your life or experiences you had, and then you know change them a little bit into a story, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what he's saying in that. And like, so and it makes me think that like how true is um is the actual main story of the Grand Budapest Hotel? So like the the 1930s story, how true is that compared to the 1970s story compared to the um, the other stories like going into modern day, like how many times was this story changed or made indulged upon to make it look better for the characters? And yeah, because um, it's a good question. It's a different, good question. Different person telling it, like they might just change little tweaks here and there, and then just mm, that's a really good point. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's like that a uh, science experiment, right? Where like one person tells somebody something, that person tells the other person the exact same thing. Telephone. It just goes on and yeah, on and right. on until yeah. like started out as what was told versus what was heard at the end is completely different. Yeah. So I, I, I'm sure some liberties were taken and somebody had a different idea. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't exactly the same. Yeah. Cause like, well, it, it makes me wonder like, is this story even like, is this like the original, original story true that like Wes Anderson heard one day is like, I'm going to make a movie on that. And like, is it like a true like story from like a hotel from like the twenties or whatever. And like something related to what happened in the story. Like, you know, so that's what they say based on a true story. Like, I know it's not, this movie isn't technically based on it, but I wonder if like the way he frames it is like in that sense where it's like multiple different story or tellings of the story. So, you know, I wonder. Interesting. For thought. We'll, never, we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know because well, Wes Anderson. Well, unless Wes Anderson re- reveals it, but like, yeah, doubt that. <laughs> Has he won an Oscar? Like, I wonder. Oh, speaking of Oscars. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this movie won best costume design, best hairstyle and makeup, 
best music and best production design at the Academy Awards in 2015. So, for <laughs> it makes me because it's like the the makeup artist is like, I just got nominated for putting the state of Mexico on a girl's face <laughs> <laughs> or the country of Mexico. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but the production design that. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah. Awesome music. I don't. I don't I, know. I like I, the, I, the score I, of the music. The music, music like was flowed. good. I, I, like I guess flowed. I wasn't listening too closely to it. It flowed really well. It felt okay. like more of like a like a play or something. Like it was just mm. like the, whole, the entire movie was just like smooth. It wasn't like there weren't that many like dramatic pauses, dramatic pauses, and, or cuts to different like types of music i feel like it just okay. kind of flowed from scene to scene and kind of was like uh yeah and the sound effects went with a bunch of the music like when the train's chugging along or when they're in the ski oh, yeah the ski yeah. thing and it goes yeah. creak 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 it goes along with the music i didn't yeah i remember that very nice it's very low like it's not it's subtle it's very subtle yeah i like that yeah. Shit, i'm glad i'm glad to watch this movie again i really am Jesus. It's a good movie. I, I did like the evolution of Zero, though. I feel like Zero was one of my favorite, like, you know, like, as you saw, like, right in the beginning, he was, you know, he was the lobby boy. He was the, you know, kind of was being shit on. As, yeah. Like, he had no experience. He had no family. He mm-hmm. had, but, like, as you see, you know, I think the first, one of the first scenes you see him was when, like, he kind of glances over as, like, they're about to steal the, uh, the picture yeah. yeah and like he's the one that kind of was like you know, and he you know he, he grabs the stool and he you know he goes up and he takes it off the off the wall and like you, and you kind of see him start to evolve as like like when he's on the um the motorcycle like he's in front i believe when he's on the sled he's in front like mm-hmm. so you start to see this like people kind of, becoming this yeah master. this kind of like dynamic shift between him and yeah, and uh, I I, I kind of noticed that and I was like, okay, well, you know, they're they're both kind of it's a little the dynamic is a little bit more even now and yeah, it's like he takes him under his wing and then like he kind of yeah. grows into like his own man, yeah, as, taking as charge, the story goes. Taking yeah, charge, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I like that and like Zero is like a great protagonist. Well, Gustav is more the is it's hard to I'd, I'd say Gustav is probably the protagonist and then Zero is the support. Yeah. But he, it's like weird because they, like we were saying, like he grows into being the protagonist because he has yeah. his own storyline. I mean, they're probably co-leads then, you know. Yeah, yeah. he has well, his own story like with an ensemble, if anything. Yeah, because the Agatha's in there too, and and um, Adrian Brody and like yeah, this whole cast, like yeah, it's I think it's more of an ensemble movie with yeah. a lot of cameos. This movie gives me um, Knives Out vibes. Yeah, because like way, like yeah. when, at the will reading, yeah, <laughs> because it's like all in, you know, in both circumstances, just just because they treated whoever died right, you know, and they get they get everything, and then you know that makes the family completely jealous. In one case, knives out, it's just kind of them being assholes, and then the other one, um, they try to kill Gustav and <laughs> yes. imprison him for life. So, <laughs> but yeah, like it's 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 Very dramatic much. and like over over the top and like. So I li- that's what I liked about this story, but it's uh, <laughs> it's very it's very cool to see like Gustav co- start in one place and be like I'm the head of the well he's not the head but he's the um the manager of the hotel right uh concierge concierge, concierge. concierge. so yeah he's like he's like the dude of the hotel and right. then uh and then he just gets taken down a a bunch of pegs 
just because he did what he, you know, I mean, he treated, he treated her a little too right, but, (laughs) 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 but just because she treated the lady, he treated the lady right, you know, just because, you know, then she gets, he gets all the fortune, uh, that ruins his life. So, you know, he's (laughs) like, you said in the, in the chapel, in the confession, he's just like, like, (laughs) what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I want this to fucking end. This is the whole thing. Like I couldn't figure out the plot for half of this fucking movie. I was like, what the fuck are they, is the point of this movie? But then I eventually figured out was to get the inheritance. But like, I was like, why is it not obvious from the beginning? It's what? quite subtle. It's, it, it, yeah. it, it should be a little more obvious. But if it was a little more obvious, I think it would have held its case a little more. This is a problem that you just have with movies. I think you always, yeah, you, <laughs> you just like always want it to jump into like the second act, like right at like the first minute, you I mean, know? Yeah. You, you want it to be a Marvel movie. That's all. But I did like Adrian Brody's character though. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. I've seen him in quite a few other movies and I'm like, wow, this is, he's had in some intense roles as well. Yeah. Just yeah. like Ed Norton and, I just thought that Adrian Brody's character was like hilarious. Hilarious. (laughs) I just love that double take he does when he's like looking down at a fucking no and then he's looking at boy with the apple and then he like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, like, holy fuck. (laughs) He just runs over. He looks at everybody's like, what's the meaning of this shit? I love like one of his first lines. It's like, "Who's this fucking?" And then he says the F slur, you know. <laughs> but he's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know, this is like, nowhere. he's like that fruit cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, way man. too funny. Yeah. I, I say I like him better than the last movie I saw him in recently, which was Predators, two thousand ten. <sighs> yeah, Jeez. Predators. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I, First one that like, came to mind was the uh, the pianist. Yeah, that's what I remember him yeah, from. You know, that just was, that movie is that's a, that's, like it's a sad that movie. Was intense. Yeah, it's a it's not a drag, but it's like it's it like it, emotionally it's like a drag. But, yeah, you know. emotionally draining. Yeah, sure. it's just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I can't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so let's talk about um, Sarsa Ronan. Um, or pretty much just all the like the supporting actors that ha- have gone on to have major careers after. Sure. Like, I mean, well, I wouldn't say Tony Revolui ha- has a a major career, but he's in. Uh, not to talk about Marvel again, but <laughs> he's Flash Thompson. Of course. Uh, Marvel <laughs> touches everything. So, um, but Sasha Ronan, you know, she was. This is like one of her first roles, and then she did Brooklyn the next year, and then then she did she do she did Little Women, yep. and then Lady Bird. Yeah, so you know now she she's kind of like the Greta Gerwig like companion. She's, she's more indie like yeah picture nom type deals. Like she's not really doing anything other than that. Yeah, I'd say she's more like well, Timothy Chalamet isn't like doing she he's not doing too many indies anymore, but he was doing like, a bunch of this. So I'd say she's like the female version of Timothy Chalamet, okay. where they were both. And they, ironically, they're both in Lady Bird. A lot of yeah newer characters, that, uh, newer people that are just getting into Hollywood and stuff. Or just getting the foot in their biggest role, these big roles, mm-hmm. and then you got the mix of all these really well-known actors in the cameos. Yeah, it's just a very eclectic mix of acting. Was yeah, she in a movie called? I could be mixing up my actresses. Was she in a movie called Atonement? I thought that she was. She might have been. I, I she was really young in that. 
I haven't um, seen that movie. I might have been thinking of something else. It's but. on my list. That's the one with James McAvoy. And like he gets yes. a, he's a professor. He gets accused of like <clears throat> you know World War bad II. stuff. <laughs> you know, I already lost Dan when you said World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so this movie was 2014, pre Harambe. So uh, so much has happened in since then. Like he's like, oh, when did this movie come out? And it was like 2014. He's like. Really? Like he thought yeah. it was longer ago than that. Yeah. So much has happened in the last what, eight years now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, can you even think of other things before like 2016? Like that you think were like just the only thing I can think because like, I measure like I measure like different years and according to certain movies. So like 2014, in my opinion, is probably like Guardians of the Galaxy or Winter Soldier, and then 2015 Star Wars Force Awakens, 2016. I don't know what 2016 would be. 2017's Last Jedi. Um, I noticed you're, you're, you're mentioning Superman. all Disney movies. Batman. Yeah, well, that, they're all just blockbusters <laughs> that everyone remembers. So Batman it's like Superman was 2016. It was. See, that's not Disney. There you go. <laughs> that's one, one out of one out of six. <laughs> but yeah, they came up with it. <laughs> but just the difference because if just the difference of time from like 2014 to 2015, that like it just feels so long. Like yeah. it, like it's because this movie feels like like it really does feel like wow that was twenty fourteen that was forever ago, but then twenty fifteen feels like yesterday you know, yeah. so I mean maybe it's just because I was super hyped for Star Wars that year but like just I don't know it's just like you know the overload of information we get nowadays like it's just yeah everything well now we're on Twitter by the way Sib Pod Sib underscore Pod <laughs> yes we're on Twitter now yeah we're, we're on, on Twitter, Twitter gee wow we're, wow yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. wow. Exploding. <laughs> He's in this movie too. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson. yeah that's yes. another one that like he had like uh, four lines yeah. of dialogue, and then yeah, that was it. I feel uh, well, yeah. Jason Schwartzman was in it too. Was he? He's the um, the second rate concierge. Um, uh, what was his name? Um, Monsieur Jean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was right in the beginning. You remember him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're throwing shade at him too. He's just like yeah, he's right. he's not even second rate. Yeah, he's like you fucking <laughs> asshole. I, I I'm gonna say, Grand Budapest Hotel, in my top ten favorite movies. Okay, definitely. What's definitely. your what's like your like your top your top three? Top three? Ooh. Yeah, I'm curious. Oh boy. Ooh. <laughs> Gosh. May had to take a, a while. A Mike's seen it before. Episode. Uh, <laughs> Song of the Sea. Definitely. What's that? I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's a Scottish, I think it's a Scottish movie, animated, came out in 2016. Okay. Um, okay. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know, I know this sounds weird. This is, there's like a plethora of other movies that are just as funny, just as good, but Rango. Rango? Okay. Really like Rango. Never seen, I, I never watched Rango either. What? Yeah. I don't think I ever have either. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you've seen it. I've seen it. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> man, I'm liking movies that nobody's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, gosh. And then I, th- I think so for eclectic. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I think obviously number one is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about Jurassic. Yeah. 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 yeah we actually did. Yeah, an, yeah, we did an episode on our old podcast about Jurassic Park and Chris Temperino. Oh, <laughs> 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 he hasn't. Dan. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he hasn't been on the video podcast yet, but I, you know, oh, I want to get him on gonna, soon. That's going to be a, a treasure. It's going to be interesting when it happens. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. How about you, Alex? You got any uh, last words? Last words yeah. about Grand Budapest? Yeah. It was just an incredible movie. I think like I, I, the first time I saw this was with my mom of all people. We went to, I think we saw it at like, the drive-ins. And I don't think she's ever seen I know. She had <laughs> never seen a Wes Anderson film oh before. What did and, she think about it? And she was like, she just had no clue. Like... <laughs> like what we were what we just watched and i remember like i was like wow that was really cool and she's like i don't <laughs> i don't want to see like, that movie like the quirkometer <laughs> is just like off the charts too quirky you yeah, can't do yeah, it i think that's where she was at she was like i think this is way too yeah. uh, way too quirky for her taste yeah it's right. yeah it <laughs> so this movie was kind of like obviously more eclectic but would wes anderson be suited more for short films instead of full feature length films no, I, 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 I think, don't think so. I think I think feature length films are his his strong point. Uh, okay, did, I mean he could try out more things like he did in this movie on short films and see how well they do too. Like he could experiment a lot more. I mean, yeah, any any director could, I, but I feel like it would suit him well. I I, don't, I just feel that way. Why? Because you felt it was too long. No, this movie's an hour and a half. It's not that long at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but it took just, forever to get, get going. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you joking? Anyway. Um, yeah. No. I just think it would suit him well, and I would probably watch a few of the short films at some point if he did do o- them. over a feature length. Yes. Film. Yes. I mean, I could see that. I mean, because it's like he has so many. Like, he, he. I mean, maybe maybe not this story, but yeah, he could have no. made a short story about all the different all the other timelines just telling the story where like you could have like some you know like like we have like we even have a short short story like in the beginning with the old man at his desk which is like talking about storytelling the little kid runs in he's like don't you fucking do it or some shit like that <laughs> like what the fuck was that like that was just kind of thrown in there so you, he could have a whole story about like the little kid doing whatever he's doing and like you know running away from his grandfather or some shit like that but we're talking we're, about we're that. talking about that like when uh the kid comes back and like the, they're zo- camera zooming in on them and he's got the gun pointed right at the camera <laughs> yeah, well, the <laughs> oh. i thought that was fucking weird that was hilarious no, that was great yeah I got one last thing, uh, and it's just a quote. Um, it's like, you're a really straight fellow. Well, I've never been accused of that before. That <laughs> 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 was one of the best lines. That oh, was a pretty funny line. I, yeah. No, I think the funniest line was, uh, what was it? Oh, oh, well, I sleep with all my friends, darling. <laughs> when he's talking to, uh, what's his name? Before he gets punched. Yeah, before he gets punched. <laughs> You got a favorite line? Oh God! I think when Zero forgets all of all of the things that uh, he wanted, like right out, like as he's like coming out of the hole, like he's dusting himself off, and Zero comes and like he has nothing. Oh yeah, he doesn't or, have the perfume or the a change perfume, of clothes. A change of clothes. He's like he's asking. Uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Gustav. Gustav. Gustav was like, you know, he had like a requirement list for Zero to bring like after he gets out of jail, and he like Zero brings nothing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, Gustav was just so like, 
why? <laughs> why did you do that? Like, yeah, he's just, like, so confused. Like, you know, I think, like, just that scene would just made me laugh. I don't know why. Like, just getting out of jail. And, like, of course, he's thinking about... Like yeah, his looks and what he smells like. Yeah, you don't have. Yeah. I can't even get like a like a little little little, little scent of whatever his perfume is. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, even a puff. And he's, like, he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, um, that was Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, what, do you got, what do you give it, Danny? What do I get? Jeez. Yeah, right, um, okay, so I was kind of low on this movie before we had this conversation, but now I'm, I'm a little higher. So um, I think I'm gonna go 89 because right. like. Like it's 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 weird because like as I was talking about how like Gustav's like whole character and stuff and like made me really like him more and more as I was talking about it. So yeah, I think I'm going 89. Yeah. Out of, out of curiosity, what were you going to give it before? Probably like an 80, which is it's still like still decently high, still but respectable. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, this definitely raised mine too. This conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was originally going to give it probably like a 76. Okay. Um. But I'm gonna. It's because it. there's like some soldiers and there's guns in it. Yeah, it doesn't look too close to war. You know me so well. I do. I really do. <laughs> yeah. But no, the the conversation. I I really liked the um. Shit, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. <laughs> what was the rating you're going to give it now? Well, let's just go with that. Yeah, let's yeah. get to that. Yeah. So I was going to give it a uh, eighty-three. Eighty-three. Okay, mm-hmm. still respectable. Yeah. I like I said, love this movie. Not perfect. I'd give it like a solid 92, 93. That's your number 10. In the top 10. In the top 10. Okay. Wow. These are, these are nice. These are great scores. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding, no. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. I was going to give it like a plot twist right there. I think I would give it like a, I don't know, like 85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. The, the the middle the, the, the middle. number yeah. always the middle of the road. I'm always the 85 guy, so like, <laughs> yeah. you know I always pick 85 for all the movies. But I haven't done it in a while. Um, but I did it for a couple weeks ago for Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, yeah. Glad you didn't say it again this time. <laughs> yeah, 89. That's where I'm 89. at. 89. All right, all right. So uh, yeah, we are seen it before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at seen it beforecast. That's S C E N E it beforecast. And on Twitter with the hand with the handle at sib sib pod sib underscore pod jeez yeah s i b underscore pod yeah I'm Dan <laughs> I'm Danny you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny underscore Wass my letterbox at DJ Wass or my YouTube channel which is just Danny Wass uh, would you guys want to plug anything plug my yourself. name's Mike plug <laughs> that's about it dare to find me dare to <laughs> find, <laughs> find, <Yeah>. find me <laughs> how about you Alex uh, my name's Alex. Uh, dare to also find me. Find you. He's looking for love right now, so wink, please wink. find him. Please. <laughs> His face is just looking. I can't believe he did this. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thank you guys for coming on this podcast. This thank you for having us. It was a very us. enlightening conversation. Like, I did not expect... To put wow! He's wow. saying that we're to, 80, to eighty-three. I didn't expect to put this movie he's, in eighty-three. He's saying that we're not intellectuals. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll okay. We'll, well pick a yeah. We'll have to downgrade this a I bit know. next oh, time. Shit. We're gonna have to find a really old Marvel movie. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's okay. Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver. Oh Star. my yeah. god! <laughs> no, Ghost Rider two. 
No, Blade. Oh my God! Blade <laughs> no, Blade Three. Yeah, Blade, Blade Trinity. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Even better. Uh, Daredevil. Ben Affleck. That's Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's perfect. Uh, that was not that bad. And when we do a double feature with Electro, I think. Blade. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah. Um, yeah and uh, it's been an honor as usual to uh, bring you this podcast content. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah. Uh, peace. Ah!